0: Hey everyone, this is Dan, and you're listening to Save It for the Show. Not only that, you're listening to the very first episode that I ever recorded. It's been almost a year since I started doing this little audio adventure of mine, and I thought to myself, you know what, let me go back and listen to that first episode. And I'm glad I did because, well, I think like anybody who does some form of art, they look back on their first attempts and they cringe. And boy, did I cringe hard. Very hard. So hard, in fact, that I kind of got worried that, you know, I'm about almost 50 deep on these things. And I thought to myself, boy, if I listened to this episode, would I listen to number two or three or 40? Hell no. So I thought, you know what, let me go back and preempt it with, I don't know, should I call this a warning? To say, hey, folks, thank you for giving me the time of day and even listening to this at all. But if you really want to get a better sense of what the show's about, I guess in a way you can listen to this one. I mean, sure, I'm drunk and the audio quality is terrible and there's a weird buzzing noise, but I think there's a bit of honesty to it and weirdness that is carried through to the rest of my show. But if you want a more indicative shot of what the show's about, there's a great episode where I have my son on, one with my dad, you know... Uh, one of them that's in the 40s Or, Christ, just a- any of them I mean, don't let this episode be the thing by which you judge If the rest of the show is going to sound and be like this So, above all, thank you for listening, I appreciate that And without further ado Here's the very first episode of Save It For The Show Thanks Oh yeah it's I'll be sure you know every time you hear the sweet sweet smooth sounds of I'll be sure it's time for save it for the show I'll be excuse me but uh do you think I might be able to touch it who me? look at that He's wearing like a coat of arms Suit of armor Too much Game of Thrones for me Anyways, so This is my podcast This is the first episode ever Of what I've been threatening to do in my mind And threatening my wife that I would do And I think I told just enough friends about it now That it's almost like being on a diet Where if I tell everyone I'm on a diet Then I have to be on a diet and I told everyone I was going to do this so I'm doing it and I have no clue what I'm going to do I was trying to talk to my friend about what I thought it would be about and I said the things I know and the things I know are advertising and video games and design and my family my wife I have two young children who are boys and I I'm in a fantasy league with a bunch of buddies that I used to work with and I somehow hijacked somehow I got this crazy idea that every week I should write a recap and I don't know anything about sports I know nothing. I am as unmanly as it comes, much to my father-in-law's chagrin but I do enjoy sports and I did play sports and I'm getting texted by my wife So obviously I have a lot to learn um, She's in Las Vegas And for the first time ever My children had a Pepsi And I, I, it's probably Like the first time Somebody tried cocaine That's the best way I can think of it They never drink a full-blown hardcore Pepsi Which to a kid Is like a grown-up drinking a can of vodka so they're not sleeping and she's all alone with them in Vegas so anyways that's the kind of shit I wanna do and I want to not rehearse this and I want to call my friends when I see them on Skype and bother them and ask them questions and I don't know just I do stupid things and now this is feeling dumb and rehearsed and that's the last thing I want it to be oh I was telling a story Yes! My, an origin story on my first episode. So, hopefully, yeah, now I'm on, so I'm on my like, thousandth episode, and you think, let me go back and check out that first episode to see how awful it was. So, maybe that's how you've heard, listened to this. And if you're one of the first people that actually heard it when it was the first, thank you. I love you. For reals. So, I hijacked my fantasy thing because I like the website. It's a really great website, and it, the website's always impressed me. And that coupled with it's fun to do this football fantasy thing. So I hijacked it, and every week I thought I would write a recap. And I purposely did this because I wanted to learn the football players' names because that's one thing they don't tell you about sports is if you don't know people's names, and my wife still texted me, I didn't learn. If you're not good with people's names, it's impossible to keep all the sports players um, in line there's just too goddamn many of them so that's what I wanted to do and every week I would say hey this guy played this guy and I would start to just pepper in jokes and I loved it and it escalated and now I'm doing it again and I'm almost sort of taking it over and I don't even talk about sports anymore which has led me to believe that why don't I instead of writing words which I obsess over and and can tweak and control I will try to just talk it out and just have met verbal diarrhea instead of uh, written one so anyways so that's what's led me to this and I am looking forward to doing this I don't know it sounds kind of dorky um, I think it, everybody ha- thinks they're a comedian on the internet and I'm no exception to that I nothing makes me happier than to make my friends laugh or my wife laugh and I think a lot of comedy comes from a dark place but it's a good thing this is getting weird now I'm just rambling like a weirdo anyways I'm also testing out all my shit I have a feeling um, my equipment which is now a shitty $20 Logitech headset and I'm using Reaper which is weird whether it means the Grim Reaper or uh, every time I look at the word from far away because I have bad eyes it looks like Raper So, anyways, it'll be interesting to see how this manifests itself, and, man, only six minutes of talking. Here I thought I would get going, and I wouldn't be able to do, like I'd go over half an hour of boring drivel, and now I'm staring at the barrel of six minutes thinking, and feeling like I've been sitting here for 45. Um, So, anyways... I wonder if anybody's online. Nobody. Nobody fun at least. It's definitely nice to have friends with a sense of humor. I, I I value that more than anything. I mean, just you probably feel the same way. You look at the friends in your life, the ones that you get along with so well. And that that's the other thing that I realized too, writing these briefs, is that every guy. And gal, to some extent. But every guy is a perv. And, um, (laughs) my poor wife. These kids are freaking the fuck out. It's 11 o'clock. And they're still awake. And they're. (laughs) Oh my god. I'm just imagining her there all alone dealing with this. If you don't have kids, this is the thing about people that don't have kids. Like, um,. They think they have shit go wrong in their life. Or they think something scary has happened or something intense. Nothing is intense until it's you that you're not worried about and it's somebody else. And you can have that feeling with your wife if you're lucky. But your kids are so different. There's something about them that makes them so special. And that's why people that are abusive to their kids are worse. I mean... That's why I think when serial, when child rapists and pedophiles go to jail, even the bad people beat you up. You know you are a complete shitbag. Um, my Nicole thought it was being cool, giving them Pepsi. <laughs> no, giving, not giving it is cool. Uh, I'm, I'm seriously typing a text message during this, this is, That's that's rude is cool, sorry anyways um, I completely lost my train of thought and I have no one here to remind me what it was what the fuck was I talking about oh, kids, you die for them Uh, I don't remember but anyways when single people complain about that they had a rough weekend or, I don't know, but you know what no, listen I'm here all alone right now and being single is not all it's tracked out to be you know you forget how lonely it can be and I've only been doing this for two days and I just movies because I know what I'm missing and maybe single people don't but single people do they watch movies they read books you know only people only write sad stories about being single and you how it's empowering I guess but nobody's writing love songs about being alone. Having a family is nice. It's something to cherish. Hmm. Well anyways, so that's what I'll probably end up doing, is reflecting on my family like a like an old codger. But th- that's not the core of what these briefs are that I usually write. Like, the core of them and this is something I think I've been doing my whole life, and I'm just realizing it. When I was in high school, I went to high school with a lot of Mormon kids, which, you know, back then you only knew what Mor- most of them didn't even know what Mormons were, and as a religion, it was you know unless you lived in Utah or Nevada or Idaho, I guess, or Hawaii, um, which was smart of them to get a uh, place in Hawaii. Um, religions like that definitely work work best with primitive people, but anyways, if you live in Las Vegas, there's tons of Mormons, and they're straight as an arrow, and they're great, great people, um, which just sounds awful. Like, it's okay to, to totally group and um, stereotype Mormons as like a race. People do that with Jews, too. Um, I had a bar mitzvah that I don't identify the only thing I identify with being Jewish is being a nevish OCD miserly <laughs> and those are all my traits and sometimes it may I mean I don't know stereotypes exist for a reason this is awful the point is there's a lot of kids who don't curse don't drink caffeine certainly don't drink alcohol but they're just normal kids they're not indoctrinated you can try all you want to be a young person who's religious but you don't know any better and that's good though there's a lot of great things about religion. I think when you're super young religion cool and then when you're super old and you need help and you need a community somewhere in the middle everybody just kinda goes crazy and you sort of have a religion but you don't um... anyways I would love to push their buttons, and always in like a kind, flirty way with the girls, and with the guys, it was like in a pervy, you know, say something, use, the, use a curse word, or whatever, and I always thought, it wasn't until I started working, even in college, you don't really think about it, but I don't think it was until I started working with a bunch of guys, maybe it's because you're in an office, things are more taboo in there. But I think when we went out to dinner, and my friend Greg said to Nicole, my wife, that I was the, like a dirty—that was the dirty guy in the office, where I was like the gross guy or something—and I was totally taken aback by that. Like I thought everybody was gross, which they are in their hearts, and that sounds gross, but that's where they're gross in their hearts you know they don't outwardly admit it and but everybody loves that kind of humor it's just one of those things that I think a lot of people do what they like and so if you like painting you paint, if you like music you usually paint music and I like comedy so I'm trying it but it's not that doesn't mean people that don't try it don't like it which is foolish to say because there's a million things that I like that I don't want to try but I think, in our kind of world, people only associate fans that are, like, obsessed with it. I don't know. Tangenting, again. So, that's why I should have named this stupid show. Oh, no, Tangent. That would have been dumb. I guarantee you there's some, like, 50-year-old man who runs a blog called Tangent, and he's like, well, hello, welcome back to Tangent with your host, Gary Dongle, and where I go on tangents that's I guess every blog in the world or every comment section of every video is just tangent after tangent people just trying to say something funny constantly constantly and that's what this has turned into is like every like every thumbs up is a little pat on the back Man, maybe we've all become super dependent on that and when you don't get it you're sad and you post a, a, something. You post a, a, an update that doesn't get that many likes, or you see somebody else and they got a ton of likes. You post a photo and only gets three likes, but then you post another one, or your girlfriend or wife, they don't get as much shit as you. It's crazy, and I don't know what used to what used to supply that feeling. It's always just what we strive after just changes. But this has gotten so micro. I, I mean, maybe I've been reading too much Game of Thrones, but it just everything is so micro. It's just chopped down, chop, 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 chop to, to a tweet, to a photo, to a moment. And anytime you have to sit still, like that's why people hate meetings because they're incredibly unorganized. But good meetings are good. Being with people and talking for more than five minutes is good or a fragmented aim conversation I have on aim probably 20 conversations a day and certain people it's almost like a shorthand we have where you can pop in and out of a conversation as if it doesn't exist like could you imagine another form of communication like that where you're just straight up talking to a fool and you just float away but they don't care and they're kinda of there and when you're ready to re-engage them you can come back to it. But there's no obligation for them to re-engage you back. They may be like, hey, you know what? Fuck you. You left. Uh, I'm busy now, idiot. Um, but other people might be like, oh, hey, what's up? I'm back. So <laughs> you, you have all these conversations. And it's so bite-sized, though. It's tiny little bites all day long. A link here, a, a joke here. Uh, but then every once in a while, you get into some shit. I've Man, I've had some deep... Aim conversations with people, texting too. Like texting is just a pain in the ass because it's so fucking slow. I mean, that's all aiming is—is is texting, text, 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 picture, text. And I mean, I've I've helped people find new jobs. I've talked to people having problems in their marriage. Like, it's uh still getting texts. Now I'm here. Um, I should say doing my show. How meta that I'm talking about my show and in real life. Oh, that's everything meta. The fact that people use meta and it's in our lexicon uh, is just crazy. I mean, the second advertising agencies started trying to recreate memes for their own good, you knew memes were dead. And now that people are talking about things as being meta in the mainstream, you know, it's dead. It's like this nerd culture is turning around on its head. All these blogs about how, you know, these, if the hipsters and it's like a uniform, it's like, okay, everybody gets that. Like, the, the tired joke about you're trying so hard to be different, you all look the same. Like, that's the internet's fault. I mean, really. You've now seen all these people. And did they exist before? Like, how did people in New York really know what was going on in LA. I mean, I have friends in New York. My boss lives in New York and it's a totally different vibe. The weather's different. I mean, that's one thing about working in the same office is you can kind of commiserate things. Like when it's really fucking hot, (laughs) everyone in an office is like, Oh, it's so hot. Oh, you like kind of, and then some cool guy leaves and gets ice cream and everyone's sucking his dick for 10 minutes, like he's such a good guy, like that's nice. And you don't get that when you work from home. So I think that's another thing. This blog, blog. That's gonna be hard. Podcast is the worst goddamn name for this. Anyways, I think that's the other thing. This is meant to do is help me blow off some steam, which is maybe self-indulgent of me, but because I don't care if anyone listens to this, I don't care. Like it's a why not. Why is it wrong? People write in a diary. I think blogs were probably meant to be good intention diaries, like Live Journal. Um, but uh, sorry, I <laughs> fucking I can't read these texts. Uh, the, this, this, the first show's a little rocky, a little bumpy, but what did you expect? Um, I've been texting my wife a lot lately. Um, so, anyways you lost all complete train of thought just every fucking one of them god it's like my mind is a box and I start with one (laughs) that's already a bad analogy it's like my mind is a a bowl fuck my mind is a circle and I start telling a story and it's like putting a piece of pizza back on the the pan (laughs) because because that's something easy for you to imagine pizza going back on the pan because that's a, a common occurrence there's a pizza on the pan and I start telling a story and it's sliced and then someone takes a slice and someone takes a slice until all the pizza's gone and I forgot what I was telling you about because I had too many fucking pieces of pizza worst analogy ever and as I'm giving an analogy on losing my train of thought I, I kind of almost lost my train of thought at the end of this god Uh, your mind is fucking nuts like i i know i'm not the only person that feels like this that sometimes you feel crazy like i i work out a lot and i take these supplement drinks that are supposed to like pump me up and they're like legal drugs i mean there's nothing like people who work out and take this shit it's like it's fucking drugs with with a nutrition fact label on it. That's all it is. You feel a little crazy. So, I drink these drinks, and you feel like you're on top of the world. Um, it's like drinking, like, coffee. I mean, coffee is fucking... I, I, oh, coffee. Coffee is just one of those things, like, it's so symbolic of so much good stuff. I mean, you sleep all night in your cool bed or you sweat doesn't matter and you wake up in the morning and you make that coffee you you pour in the milk you put in the sugar you stir it around you have your favorite mug and it just like burns away the night and it starts the day with something like i control this you know i think that's why people like coffee it's something you completely just every morning can own like an on switch. And not to mention the debilitating, and crippling chemical dependency of caffeine that it creates in people. But listen, that's neither here nor there. Um you just look at fucking Starbucks and you know <laughs> people like coffee, Pete's, the uh, coffee bean. I love how people treat coffee like it's fucking wine or beer. People just love to treat shit so much more important than it is. What's up with that? Like, you take all these people that love craft beer so much, and the irony is, they're always trying to get their friends to drink fucking nice beer. And oh, check this out—it's the Pliny the Elder—and la 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 la. And it's like nobody cares about that shit. That you want to care about that shit. The people that care about it are the same fuckers that are blasting you about it all the time. You want. You know, you're trying to talk to these people and it just makes you look pretentious as shit. Lord knows I do that all the time. I don't mean to do it. Like, I seriously don't use social media as a prop to show or define me, but it just happens that I... I don't know why. Why do I use Instagram so much, especially? I mean, I do like the likes. I love the likes. The little chewy gumdrop every time I get one especially when I get a new follower and you know I should probably talk about that on here like what my shit is oh you know, and Dan the Beast I meant to talk about where that fucking name came from god damn it I, I, I meant to write notes for this shit and prepare oh but I just had to break this digital hymen and just do one of these fuckers and smash a champagne bottle over the bow of a boat that's what I'm trying to do now, so anyways, um you know what I need to do is write down when I have these things, cause I keep like teeing up fucking jokes and I forget to hit them off the tee I kick it off and god, t-ball, that was a fucking fun, crazy thing the funniest thing about t-ball is making me realize is the more and more that I get to see people interacting with their kids it's like a glimpse into someone's soul you know, when you see someone with a dog eh, if they're a shitty dog owner, you're kind of like, whatever, it's a fucking dog. But when you see a parent that is a dirtball or stupid, and not just, like, unintelligent stupid, there's plenty of unintelligent people that are the best parents in the world. I just mean, like, stupid, shitty people, the kind of people who, you know, are always in a bad mood and, like, so ill-tempered and you can not have a dollar to your name and still be a good person. And you could have a million dollars and be a complete fucker, which everybody certainly knows is true on both accounts. And then you get to meet some great people. I mean, gosh. I met some really good folks, and I just you just look at... Nicole met on her meetup. She met all of these great women. So there's normal people out there. And... It's not just the fucking freaks and splinter cells that the internet's brought together. Normal people can come together, too. And they all just work together now. I think that's one thing the internet's done. is, I feel like there's people that I don't even know that I know. And you sort of... I think that's for good or for bad. I think there's lots of people out there who follow like pseudo, I don't even want to say famous. Because if you are... You know, people in advertising like to think that Advertising is, like, the most noble and fucking well-known job in the world. Thanks, Mad Men, for that. But it's not. Nobody knows the name Ogilvy or BBDO or Crispin Goodby. Anybody. Nobody knows those names unless you work in advertising. And granted, around advertising, there's magazines and a thousand fucking Twitter blowhards and people who go to comments and leave a signature. If you're leaving a signature in the comment on a blog fucking article, you're a complete weed. And everybody knows it. Everybody sees it. But then again, maybe normal people do not give a shit about that either. But that's not the key point. Advertising people are on, like, AdAge and Agency Spy, where it's just filth. People just are so mean on that site. Um, but anyways... Yeah, ironically, it's the people that run that blog are nice. They just talk about stories, and it's it's like a news site. It's the comment people that are the, like, national choir, or, like, the filth. They live in the comments with anonymity. Anyways. Um, where was I? I was talking about advertising. Oh, whatever. Just, yeah, everybody has a big head and I think they're so important. Every industry is probably that way with with certain folk but advertising especially and God, I just read that great article about why ad agencies are dead and it's true and it's scary um, for people in this industry uh, I think things like Kickstarter everybody that works in advertising wants to just be all pumped about but that in essence kills advertising when Companies go direct to consumer. You know, they have to hire people. That's the thing about like Double Fine and all these video game companies getting funding. Like, that's cool. At least you're funding that. You're funding a product. You know, you're kickstarting a farm, and that means you get free food. Like, you've paid for this. And if you want to give more, you give more. But then you take something like the Humble Bundle, which is like eight. $20 Twenty-dollar games, ten-dollar games. No wait. Well, *Sword and Sorcery* was five. It's like eighty bucks plus all these soundtracks, and people can only give you ten. It's like, okay, you know what? People pirate these games, so we need to make it so bargain basement, and we need to throw eight of them together like a value meal for video games. Um. There's what the fuck? My computer. I'm on a Mac, and I like to consider myself somewhat technical, but I installed Growl, and it's like killing my goddamn computer. I can't wait for hopefully this World Developer Mishigas. They they talk about it like the new iPhone. I don't really care about the new MacBooks, cause the Air is like there's There is no normal person on earth that needs anything more powerful than an air. I mean, most people spent years on some compact Presario piece of shit with that little blue like felt nubby that you would like push around like who thought that was a good idea like that's what most people are used to using, and that was fine. like if you don't play games on your computer it's an it's a glorified internet box like that's all it does. So the Air at like 800 bucks is so sexy and badass that unless you're spending $200 for a computer from Walmart, you can afford an Air. And, you know, that's the thing about Apple, Nike, and all these. It's like exclusive, but any size fits all, too. Which is why these goddamn Apple commercials with the celebrities are awful. They make no sense. Steve Jobs is, what do you, if you're cremated, you can't roll in your grave, what the, what the fuck do you actually, he's blowing around in his urn over this, there's no way he would be cool with this, and the actors they pick, too, that, Zoe Deschanel, Matt, John Malkovich, and Sam Lyle Jackson, it's like, could those be three more on the nose, like, hipster choices ever, especially that girl? And the way she acts in that video is so funny. It's like, it seems like a sketch from Portlandia or something, not a national, international TV campaign from one of the biggest, most lucrative brands in the world. Like, how did that one slip past the goalie? How do these completely unthought-out, awful, expensive ideas get out there? I just tweeted about, I saw an ad for the Klondike bar which in itself is weird like what would you do for a Klondike bar it's an ice cream you know whoever wrote that genius to like personify a Klondike bar as being the uh, the Ark of Raiders of the Lost Ark but this ad had a schlubby guy you know King of Queens uh, what was that Judy gosh I love that show I love that. She's still standing. Um, the fat, flubby guy married to this cute, tiny little thing. And that was the commercial. This guy, he was short, he was balding. And you know, the ad, the director, art director, director was like, okay, listen, we need somebody who's fat, but not too fat. You know, not like gross, but just fat enough. And put him with like a green flannel with a t-shirt underneath, because, like, according to Jim, like, that's how these guys dress. And we'll put next to this cute little thing, um, and he has to talk to his wife for five seconds to get a Klondike bar. Now, mind you, most what would you do for a Klondike bars are awful things, they're extreme things, they're, like, eating a bug or, I don't know. they, 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 They were much cuter back in the day, and I can't remember any what would you do's. And it sort of did have that great jingle too. Which is nice. And now, talking to your wife is this thing like that, it made me so sad. Like, dude, what is wrong with you that you can't talk to your wife for five minutes? Like, why do they have to make men such caricatures of like, you know, oafs? You know, and then we turn around and we repay women by making them star in Clorox ads and uh, KitchenAid Mixer ads: never a man. Only if he's grilling. It's cool to grill. Dads can grill. You know, but dads can't bake. Ooh. Nope, only women bake. Except, you know, of course, then the the ultimate hypocrisy is every, you know, world-famous chef is a man. Obviously, that's a way over Do you know what I mean? It's Bobby Flay. It's Wolfgang Puck. You know, it's... Unless you're Martha Stewart or... Really a child? You know, you got to be like Jada, and you know, push your tits out and pull out your lips, and you know, you have to have an angle as a girl. You have to be like a sassy black girl or a hip modern Asian girl who's bringing a bit of the old country to a modern up tempo fusion boutique in Williamsburg. Like, you can't just be a normal person uh, if you're a girl and, and just be like a fat weirdo who wears clogs and you know has a, a little ponytail can't do that it's tough this ad was so it made me just sad like that this the modern man a to be portrayed that way because that's the other thing you know I, i asked like who's letting these ads slip by people are like people are looking at this they probably focus grouped it maybe i'm i'm assuming klondike isn't you know how much budget does klondike really have Probably not for focus groups. Probably just some shipbird art director and copywriter team, because that's how every great commercial should be written by two people. Um, glad we've clung to that fucking dichotomy for you know 50 years at agencies. So you know somebody wrote it and it was sent in an email. Maybe they boarded up something. Which is why we're still boarding up things before we show the client. Like if if you're running Klondike's marketing someone should be able to describe that ad to you in a paragraph, and if you need to see a picture of it, then you better fucking get your eyes checked, because if you can't imagine something that simple, then you're an idiot, and you shouldn't, you should be the marketing director for a local Dairy Queen, and not Klondike Bar of America. Um, so, it just made me sad that they guys person saw this ad, and the client approved it. You know, it wasn't just like Bill from third floor wrote it and then shot it i mean this was shot in a studio there was quiet on the set like there was a ton of people involved in this and at one no point nobody raised their hand to say hey is this ad kind of awful is this ad make men seem like you know this is like an episode of roseanne Where, you know, but at the end, maybe he redeems himself and Dan comes home, but Roseanne's been drinking and Becky got finger banged and DJ saw it. And it's like, this is what, it's because the people who are writing these ads are 30 and 35 and I guess they watched Roseanne as a kid and it's leaked into their minds. So now Roseanne is advertising, which is crazy, but so many people saw it and approved it. There's, there's blood. There it is. There's fucking Klondike blood on so many hands. Then I think I thought to myself, like, oh well, it was a mint one though. Mint, a mint Klondike bar. Which you know what? I, talking, maybe, maybe it was worth it. And then the woman too, like, they made her seem like such an idiot. The way she just like prattled on, like, when my husband comes home, I'm just gonna talk to him like this. I'm gonna tell him about my day. and We're gonna do little day no no wife does that and no husband comes home and says Hello, get my martini out of the fridge and I need a minute to relax and then I'll talk to the children and you can ask me about my day then and then I may politely ask you about yours I mean that's some like feudal lords and lady, my ladies like that's craziness I mean could you imagine that oh god and if you live in a house like that where you tricked your wife into doing that then god bless you because you married the right girl my friend (laughs) and you know some tricks oh god but that sounds kind of interesting but you know i bet guys that do that they're the guys that like to get a vibrator put up their butt and you know it's like if you dominate in real life you like being dominated in sex if you like being dominated in real life when you have sex you are fucking whipping asses and pulling some hairs and you probably got a a mask or something leather, something leather and braided or wrapped or bound, you've got something shit at your house, which is cool, more power to you, it's funny what, I mean, when you think about people who have sex, like think about interesting couples like Romney, well, you know Barack's having sex, you know any chance he can, he can, he's tapping that ass and that's got nothing to do with him being black it's got everything to do with him a having a fine-ass wife because seriously michelle obama's fine and if you can't see that then uh you're an idiot um god just my my friend tim is awake what a fucking madman it's london for him um i feel like i want to say something to him already working You're amazing. Oh, no, he's flying to London. To New York. All right, this is rude. What's going on over here? What the fuck are you eating? My dog. (laughs) You're not ruining my podcast, Moxie, with your shenanigans. So... Anyways, ah, oh, god damn it. What was I talking about? Klondike bars or some shit? I don't know. What time is it? I promised myself I wouldn't make. 38 minutes? Oh, god. I promised myself I wouldn't make these that long. So, I wanted them to be easy and simple. And a user could download it and know that, hey, strategically, we shouldn't make this podcast over 30 minutes, because if we do, then they may not listen to it because it's too long. But if it's only like 10 minutes, you're not going to really be able to get into a group. Like, this is the conversation that goes on in my head. Like, I, I hope other people have that conversation too, where you're constantly thinking every movement. It's exhausting. And frankly, it sucks. So I know I give my wife a hard time because I don't think she has that voice at all. And because of that, she's made my life great. So if you marry if you have a voice in your head that checks every fucking move you make, don't marry another person that checks every voice. And if you don't have a voice, marry someone with one because sometimes you need a voice and sometimes you don't need shit. You just need to go for it. So with that I'm at 40 minutes. And if I'm going to prove my story accurate, I should just keep going because I'm not going to let my mind hold me back. world. I'm just going to podcast all night. But that's not true because I'm exhausted, and I'm exhausted. It's 11:15. Um, so that doesn't show how much of an old fart I am. but yeah, that's it. So, oh, I decided to call the show, "Save it for the Show." Because A is like an homage to the radio people that I loved listening to growing up. Obviously Howard Stern, Don and Mike. I, Dawn, I feel like Don and Mike is a treasure that only me and the people of Reno. I think most people who listen to Talk Radio probably have a local treasure that they would die for. What was that hilarious episode of Modern Family where Jay uh, Al Bundy got to meet? A radio guy from his past. If I got to meet Donna Mike, I would be fucking pumped. And mostly because God, I had this awful job. And this would be great if this stupid podcast became popular enough that this comment came out and haunt me. But I had this job where I worked at this marketing agency in Roseville with all women and it was it had nothing to do with them being women. It had everything to, to do with It just being a debilitating, awful place to work. No, you know what? It did have something to do with them being women. It was not easy for me. And I was so nice, and I was so polite. And it was like, that, like I had to be a gentleman constantly. It was killing my heart. And then behind my back, they were all nasty and pervy and weird. You know, I think we were both probably trying to be good in front of each other when we didn't want to be. However, we didn't have the same sense of humor because I remember one time at Christmas, a woman I worked with, brought in what was supposed to be a hilarious christmas album and it didn't they're all laughing and hooting their fucking heads off and i just don't get it and i'm the idiot so every day i would go to lunch because i had to escape i had to get out of that office and i would go in my car i would go in my car i'm such a creature of habit god i, I would have my lunch sack lunch sandwich one soda, an apple, and probably a string cheese, and I'd go in my car and I would find shade and if it was in the fall or the spring, it was beautiful. Or even in the winter, it got cold in there, but in the summer, oh god, I would sweat my ass off and I would like hunt down shade until so finally my wife, who doesn't have a weirdo voice, said, why don't you just go to Starbucks? and i thought, man, well, fucking No, they don't they don't give a fuck. The people at Starbucks could care less if a nice, handsome, clean, paying customer came in. And you know what, mate, maybe not every day i didn't buy a coffee, but two out of the 5 or 3 out of the 5 days i did. Like, no, i couldn't do that. No, no, no. Why would i? I can't go to an establishment without an intent to pay. That would be freeloading. freeloading and loitering all rolled up into one, like What the fuck was wrong with me? So finally I figured out to go there, but it was too late. My heart was dead. But I would eat in my car and listen to Don and Mike. And I had this, I was so like, lonely is not the right word, or desperate. But I would eat my lunch, and I had this fucking weird game I'd play with myself where I would then take any leftover food, and I'd cram it into the soda can. So yeah, baggies went down there fine but like a banana peel or an apple core i would like cram it like like down in the bottle like i was like cool or something like hey, you want to see something cool like if i was like out to lunch with a girl and i'd be like yo girl check this out and i would like put an apple core in the soda like i, I don't know what i was thinking it was the stupidest thing ever so i'd be in my car i would put my lunch in its can for easy throw out maybe but I listened to Don and Mike and it was so good I definitely need to get I, I, need, I have my Dan, I need to find a Mike um, because I feel like this is going to get very old very quickly just listening to a 45 minute one man show podcast um, no offense to myself but I don't think I have enough material <laughs> and I. this isn't the first time I've ran against this problem when I write my briefs Every time I sit down, I have no clue what I'm going to do, and hopefully I just, I just pray to the, I can't, to the old gods and the new. God, how could I say a joke like that? Unless you were specifically reading Game of Thrones, that joke isn't going to mean shit to you. Anyways, I just hope something comes to me, and it does. So, that's what I'm going to try with this thing. I'm just going to sit down and put on my headset. And hit the record button. Oh, I need some outro music. I, well, I, fuck, I wanted to think of something. <laughs> I thought it was my intro for, for, I'll be sure. And then my outro, I need something else. Well, I, let's have a Twitter contest. A tweet hashtag Dan's theme and it's a link, and I'll pick my favorite, and I will use your name on my show. Like, everything now has become a, that's like a democratic vote to figure things out, like, I can't just make my own decision, um, I gotta think about something good, whatever, do, 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 burr, burr, there's, there's my, uh, temporary theme song, um, I didn't, even, I, I was getting to talking about why I'm calling it Save For The Show, my dog's looking at me like I'm crazy, is this, people that do people think podcasts crazy, I mean, I'm talking to nobody right now, I'm, I'm physically, I'm home alone, and, I'm having a conversation with myself but it's intention to think that people are going to be listening to it so I'm not being that crazy but this seems really crazy and it's like I'm in like a crazy black hole right now where I feel like me thinking it's crazy is crazy me thinking it's crazy is crazy listen it's it, I'm in a weird spot and I almost forgot what I was going to talk about, but I remembered it. Boom. So it was going to be called Save It For The Show. Oh, it's all coming back to me now. Just like a rush. The pizza's back on the pan. Put all the slices back on. Come on. Get your pepper shaker and your fucking mozzarella and some extra ranch for the kids. The kids love the ranch with the pizza. Listen, New York, I'm sorry. California, we eat ranch on fucking everything. And our kids do, too. You, It tastes good. And I... Get, I if you it's, it's okay to eat ranch on pizza and sometimes not it's not like Republican or Democrat people act like I gotta have a deep dish or a thin crust why can't you like both it's, it's not a sports team it's a piece of food <laughs> god and hot dogs and like oh the best hot dog comes from Chicago the best hot dog comes from no who cares just eat them all stop arguing about what the best is just enjoy everything So, Save for the Show is meant to be an homage to all the great, um, talk show, not talk show, uh, radio hosts that I used to love listening to as a kid, Howard Stern, um, oh god, sorry, I can't be reading emails while I'm on this fucking thing, um, what did he say, anyways, oh god, alright, focus, you idiot. Save it for the show. Homage to those guys. Because I feel like... Maybe Howard said it... But he would talk about how... When they would have a conversation... Sometimes off the show... And it would get good... He would think... Like I gotta save this for the show. Like... who oh, Hold that thought. Like let's not have this off the air. And I'm in no way saying... That that's something I'm going to do. It was... Be like fucking... The Shaytar. It's like... Oh god. Oh my god. I just had an awful thought. That if I'm in some way... Getting Shay-tard dish, then I will I will erase this wave file right now, I, I, and call myself like like want to be famous so bad, but have a a pseudonym because my kids like oh my god that guy that's like he's like the octomom of YouTube it's like look at me look at me I don't, I want you to look at me I do but not that much and I really don't care that much Ugh, anyways, save for the show so they would say save for the show and I'm not going to be documenting every second of my life like those idiots but I tweet and I take instagrams and I'm going to do this thing and I think this thing is going to be a lot of fun and I will get better at it and I'll find out what people like and I'll start having polls and we'll have questions like what do you want to see for next week's episode? Like that's that's what's necessary now. Everybody's gotta be fucking involved. I can't just do this on my own. I need to have a Facebook poll and a Google quiz and a status update and do you like this or do you like that? I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> and ask uh, the people in my fantasy league if they'll listen to this and if it's funny and if I should do it again the other thing I'm not going to do is I'm not going to listen to this again which is kind of risky but I can't do an hour long thing and then listen to it for an hour and then edit it for half an hour I'm just going to put it up and if I said something weird or rude I'm sorry <laughs> I didn't mean it um, I don't think anybody who talks for an hour means really anything they say 20% of it's they mean the other 80 is just ramble toast, especially when you're by yourself. I don't have a Robin. I don't even have a... Who's another idiot? Oh, I don't even want to say... I don't have an oh, an Anthony to my Opie, which I don't understand those guys and their humor either. Um, that's uh, definitely not an homage to them. No love. I'm, I don't know. I tried to listen to those guys' show, but... Like the thinly veiled racism, and it's like, okay, I have a black Patrice O'Neal on the show, so it's okay they were racist. Like Howard Stern does that too with Robin, but uh, not as bad as those guys. One of those guys in particular is like, I can never tell them apart. I listened to the show for a year, and I still had no clue who Opie was and who Anthony was. One of them talk like this. I always knew who Jim Norton was. Who was super funny, and way better than that whole show. Um, but I always knew who he was. And certainly Patrice, he was funny. I I don't know. Anyways, um, so that's that. So I'm going to end this now. And uh, episode one of the Save It For The Show show starring me. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.